0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the 10th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel reading is indeed from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, and can be found on page 1613 of your Pew Bible. Luke records, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had had to be made. And she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care? that my sister has left me to do the work by myself. Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. This is a story that uh, we have heard, read to us, read ourselves. Uh, I said story, it's a historical event that has been recorded. And I believe that we all have been taught in a certain way that Perhaps you already know what I'm going to say, how many different ways can you can you tell this story and that's what I thought too at the beginning of this week, I had put all my eggs in one basket and kind of said, "Oh boy, here we go, Lord, you know imagine that i'm 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 uh, <laughs> less than thrilled with recounting and and, and proclaiming on a a an event that Jesus was part of because, well, I don't want to bore you. I was being pulled from different directions. And then God is always faithful, as we read today, and he came to my rescue. And he sent a person that could give me insight that I'd never considered. Perhaps neither have you. In my house, we laugh at this. Somebody will say, Where is my. Never mind, I found it. Has that ever happened in anyone else's house? Where in the world is my. No, no, no I found it right where I left it. Or. Have you ever said or had it said to you, why in the world would you do it that way? Only to go, oh, I see. Or, if I was the boss, this is how I would do it. Perhaps to find out that you are the boss and the way you did it was was wrong. Have you ever prayed or heard it said, Okay, God, here's how you need to help me? Sometimes it seems more like the Lord's prayer is, Our Father, who art in heaven. Give me, give me, give me. I know what I need. Now, this historical account shows us some amazing things. It's not just on its face value somebody upset about having to make, do all the work and somebody else just sitting. It's, it shows us that Jesus came... And he destroyed the traditions that were typically set for a rabbi. He smashed completely what had been the way we always did it. This is how it's done. Why in the world would you do it that way? How do you mean, Ken? Well, let me tell you. In the visit to Mary and Martha, the Thing that I notice, you might notice, is that Mary's sitting at his feet. And and maybe by Western values we go, oh, sitting. Is she sitting to be fit? Mm, hold on to that. Maybe she is. A person sitting at a rabbi's feet implies that that person is a disciple. A person sitting at a rabbi's feet implies that that person is drinking in his words. A student, an apprentice. Now here's where Jesus is destroying what good rabbis do. Mary's a woman. And good rabbis did not spend much time to talk to women. Why? Well, my goodness, it would take you away from the Torah. You don't spend time with women. You stay single-minded, focused. And the other thing is, is that uh, good rabbis certainly wouldn't allow Mary or any other woman to sit at his feet, which implies closeness, which is no good. So then we come and we hear Martha, and, I, and, and, and it's kind of in the kids' vernacular, at least it was kids 20 years ago. What up, Martha? You know, well, what up? Now Martha is busy, and, and anyone who has been busy putting together a meal for guests or maybe even unexpected guests you know it's it's there's a uh, there's a frenetic pace to it there's a lot to get done and the greek word for this is perispato perispato it means to be dragged around perispato and we could say it's like being pulled in every direction or running around like a chicken with her head cut off, okay? This person is having a hard time focusing at the job at hand because she's looking at her little sister not helping. You know anyone like that? We'll get back to it. I am. You're looking at one. In fact, uh, we know from Scripture that uh, it it tells us that it's tough. It's difficult for the Christian to live on earth as a believer because they are perispato, pulled in all directions as they walk in their faith. Peristato. There's lots of things on the right and the left to be distracted about, and Mary is one of them. In fact, when I started my sermon, I was going to go, okay, well, yeah, Mary was doing all the work, but you know what? Somebody has to cook the bread. Somebody has to do this stuff. And I was thinking, boy, you know what? Maybe we're all a little bit merry, or maybe there's people that are Marys, and there's people that are Marthas, and then, and then, you know, ah. And then the Lord pointed me in the direction of this. After Mary says to Jesus, think of the audacity of that. Here's a woman telling a rabbi to do something. No good rabbi would allow that. She says, Tell my sister to help me. Emphasis added by me. In fact, nobody did it better than you. We heard the word of the Lord when you were talking about the Lord being under the tree taking shade. I loved it. Thank you, Ed. Tell my sister to help. Wow, brassy, as my mom would say it. And, and here's what Jesus says. And the first time I read this, and maybe all the other times, I'm like, wow, he, he just slammed her, right? No. He says, Martha, Martha. Two times he says her name, and he wasn't stuttering. Martha, Martha. And, you know, there are other times that this happens in the Bible, where a person's name is mentioned twice. There's at least 10 times, and and here are a couple of them where this happens. And it happens to that individual whose name is said twice at a critical point in their life. Their name is said twice at a critical point in their life. For example, Genesis 22, Abraham and Isaac. Abraham's got that knife back, and he is about to plunge it into his son in obedience to God. And we hear, Abraham, Abraham. And the angel tells him to stop. And further, he tells him, that it's going to be okay. And he gives them a promise of what is coming. A critical point in Abraham's life. Another time in Genesis we, we read that Jacob finds out that his beloved son Joseph is still alive. In fact, he's doing pretty good in Egypt. And there's a famine Where Jacob is. And he knows that he needs to go to Egypt. But he's reluctant. It's not a good place. For him to take his entire family. And God says to him. Jacob. Jacob. And he assures him. That he will be with him. And he assures him that it's going to be okay. And in the New Testament, we hear it again. Saul of Tarsus, later to become Paul, is walking on his way to go persecute them Christians. And he's blinded. And what does he hear? Saul. Saul. Why do you persecute me? We can agree that is a critical turning point in his life. And God was faithful as He equipped him to be powerfully used by God. Mary, Mary. She's. Critical point in her life. God's going to use her powerfully. And last thing on this, did you notice she said, and I've heard this from my own mother, don't you care? What a thing to ask God. What a thing to ask this rabbi. Don't you care? And again, in love, Jesus answer, and if you hear it this way, it turns the whole thing away from a rebuke. It's not Mary, Mary. Back in the kitchen. It's not Martha, Martha. What are you doing talking sass to me? It's Martha. Martha. This is critical. And he does the same thing to her in answering, don't you care? We hear this again in Mark chapter 4. You recall the account of the Sea of Galilee? And the boat is looking like it's going to sink. And the disciples are really freaking out. And Jesus is taking a nap. And they wake him up and they say, don't you care, Lord, that we are all going to die? And he says, after he calms the storm, oh, you a little faith. Yes, Jesus rebukes Martha, but he does it in a loving way, a very respectful way in terms of what a good rabbi would say. Jesus says, you are anxious. You are being pulled in many ways. But Mary is receiving my word. Mary is choosing the better thing. Mary is sitting at his feet. Now, he's not implying that if you were choosing the better thing, you'd be sitting at my feet too. Because, honestly, somebody has to prepare the meal. Every one of us has a vocation, a ministry, if you will, a a gift that we share. And for that time, Martha, her vocation, her ministry, was to prepare. And that's not a bad thing. He's not saying that's a fruitless labor. What he's saying is is that you're doing it in such a way you are pulled in many directions. You need to be doing it single-mindedly, focused on it. And she wasn't. She was going through the motions, but inside her, have you ever felt this? As you're doing your vocation, as you're doing a job as unto the Lord, have you ever felt Am I the only one here? Isn't there anyone else can help? And Jesus might say, can, can, this can. And he's going to do something miraculous if you get out of his way. He's going to talk to you as you go through that vocation. You see, one-minded thinking keeps us focused on Christ and him crucified, one-minded, focused on the job and the vocation that we are put in at that moment, keeps us from that Greek word that we went through earlier. Do you remember it? Perispato, chicken with the head cut off. Focused on him keeps us focused on what we need to be doing now. And it is when the world is peristato, perispato, pulling us apart, that the wheels come off. And we have issues. Now, How does that tie in to the rest of it? Well, in another 30 minutes you'll know. No, I'm just teasing you. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going long already. But from our Genesis reading, the Lord promises Abraham and Sarah a son. And we hear a laugh. That's not the way I'd do it, Lord. Are you kidding me? Why in the world would you do it that way? Peristato. I'm almost 100 years old. How am I going to have a baby? (laughs) Get a load of this guy, Peristato. And what it shows is that God's word is powerful. God's word comes through. God has a plan, even if it is different than the one that you think you have. And he's working on you, even in those moments of where you are in your vocation. And the best thing for you and I to do is to be focused, single-minded in on it. Teach me your way, O Lord. The psalm petitions all this all. And the last phrase is what we should do. Wait. Not in idleness. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. And wait for the Lord. You can't rush it. Continuing firmly in our faith, Paul admonishes, us: says, once we were enemies of God, once you all including me, were enemies of God. But because of what he did on that cross and because what you receive, forgiveness of sins, the Holy Spirit, eternal life in this baptism, that is the moment where he said your name twice. Where you're Life took a critical, critical change from where you were heading. And yet we still say, how can water do such a miraculous thing? I wouldn't do it that way. Well, God does. God does. And today, maybe you had a perispato week. You were pulled all directions. Maybe you were even trying to do the Lord's work, and boy, there were some things that were put in the way of you, and, you know, perispato. Well, you get a reboot, and it already started when you walked in, confessed your sins, you were forgiven your sins. You've heard the word, you've been fed, the good stuff, and pretty soon you're going to come up to the altar, and he's going to restore you again by saying your name twice. As you receive his body and his blood, and in a single mind, focusing on him through prayer, supplication, it's going to be an exciting ride. In the name of Jesus, amen.